Hi, Megan. Hey, Haley. How are you? I am good. How are good. you? Good. It's beautiful outside. I know. I love it. We, I was outside for most of the day. Oh, that's so nice. Did you get to work outside or? I did, yes. Oh, yes, girl. That's so nice. I, um, I updated my porch. I was actually going to send you a picture, um, so I will, but I added some things to my porch and I just feel like it, it's like so homey now. I love it. I was just talking about that on my walk over here from work. I wish I had like a balcony or a patio or a porch, like so bad. Maybe like in the future, you know, it's something you got to keep your eye out for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so we definitely want to jump right into this episode because Lord knows I'll take like a whole hour. <laughs> um, and we just, uh, you know, we hope you guys all had a great Easter. We hope you had a great week. You're having a great week. We, as you guys know, took off last week. It was very, very needed. It was very much needed. Yeah. But we're back. We are back. We are back and we're ready to roll. We're ready. You want to jump in? Yeah, sure. Okay, so this is Megan's interview. Um, We did mine two weeks ago, so now this one's about her. So I'm going to ask her a few questions about her life so we can all get to know her more. Obviously, I already know her, but kind of just recap her life, things that have happened to her. So that way, you guys understand our stories and some of our backstories a little bit better. So I'm going to go ahead and start with, obviously, you know, your name's Megan. Yes, Megan Elizabeth. Megan Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Um, and where were you born? So I was actually born in Pittsburgh. So I'm an inner city Pittsburgh kid. Uh, I was born there. I have two older sisters and a younger brother. And we have cousins that are all like the same age as us. Like we each have like a friend. And so our house was full of kids growing up. And mm. it was it was so much fun. I had a I had a fun childhood, very busy, like I said, always full of children. And we moved from Pittsburgh to Conneaut Lake when I was 14. So I always say, like, I'm from Pittsburgh. I did grow up, like, half my life there. But when you move at that age, like, I kind of grew up a lot in Conneaut Lake as well, not just Pittsburgh. Was that a huge adjustment for you? I think it, it was. I mean, that's a hard age, you know, 14. You know, you're, like, a fresh teenager and you hate the world as it is. So (laughs) it was a very hard move at first. The reason why we moved, if anyone's curious, my grandparents lived in Conant Lake. So that's how we came about Conant Lake, how we knew about it. And where we lived in the city, it just wasn't like the neighborhood was becoming bad. Our school was becoming bad. And my parents, my parents like loved Conant Lake and we loved it too, like visiting. And I think they were like, you know what? we're sick of the city. Like we want out of the city. So instead of moving to like a safer neighborhood, we just completely up and left and moved. It's a complete 360, you know, living in the inner city to the middle of nowhere. So it was definitely hard, but I am so, so, so glad. Um, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't move to Conant Lake. And even though I don't live there anymore and I don't really, you know, plan to move back to, I call that my hometown. I don't call Pittsburgh my hometown, but um, even though I don't plan to move back there, it, I just, I love that we moved there. It was definitely hard though. Cause I think of the age, but it was good. Did your grandparents grow up there too? Or they just lived there? They grew up in Pittsburgh, both of them. And okay. I think kind of like the same thing. I think they were like, you know what, you know, we kind of, 
don't want to live in the city anymore. My, my grandma was retiring and they, I actually remember being a kid, like going with them on the weekends to look at houses and like all over, like, I think they looked somewhere in Butler and just, you know, different places. And they came about this house and they decided that Conneaut Lake was for them. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, you're born in Pittsburgh, you grew up in Conneaut mm-hmm. Lake. Um, did you, how was your high school experience? So when I got to Conneaut Lake, I was in eighth grade and the way our school was, it was seventh and eighth grade was middle school. And then ninth grade was high school, ninth through 12th. So again, like it was definitely a hard year. I feel like middle school is so hard for anyone, but going into high school, I had such a good group of friends and I loved high school. Like I really did. I didn't really like the education part. I don't think anyone really does, but yeah, but I had a good group of friends. I had a lot of fun in high school. I was a little wild. Um, but I ended up calming down later on in high school, I guess you could say. Hey, you got to live it up. Yeah. And I did. (laughs) Were you popular in school? Um, not really. I wouldn't say popular. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like our school was so small. What was my graduating class? Maybe like 60 people, something like that. Wow. That's really small. Yeah. We had a small, small school. So I feel like, I don't know. I just, everyone knew everyone. Like, I feel like we were just friends with everyone in high school. I don't know. Was it weird to go from like school in Pittsburgh? Like with, you probably had a huge class in Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So again, like it's, it's literally a complete 360. Like that definitely changed my life and like had an impact on my life because, you know, here I am at this inner city school where there's probably like a thousand kids in my class, if not like hundreds, you know, and it's just all types, all types of different people. And I go from that to this small town where you, you only kind of have like a couple different types of people. So it was definitely a change. Um, But to answer your question, I don't know. I don't think I was popular. I think I just, I knew everybody, everyone knew me because I had a lot of parties, but (laughs) (laughs) the truth comes out, but that, that all changed. It all changed for me. Did your inner country girl come out when you moved to Connie Lake? Yeah. Okay. So it's funny because a, a lot of my friends in high school would say to me like, oh, Megan's like inner city is coming out. Cause I would like get ghetto on them oh, and like not God. take anyone's shit. And I'd be like, I am from the city, you know, <laughs> that's too funny. Okay. So, um, high school was, you know, pretty good for you. You had a, an adjustment, obviously moving. Um, and you, you had a couple, a couple relationships in high school too, I assume. Yeah. So like I was saying, I kind of like partied in high school and I kind of, I dated this kid that was in our friend group, like on and off. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say he was my first love, but he was kind of like my first real boyfriend because I dated him for a long period of time and broke up and dated him again. And we, of course, we ended up being really good friends just because we had the same friends. And I think we kind of grew up and was like, look, we're not really made for each other. We're just young and want to be in a relationship. But in the summer of, so after 11th grade summer, going into senior year, I met my, I always just referred to him as like my high school sweetheart, even though I was like going into, you know, 12th grade. Yeah, Yeah. That's when like, everything changed for me. I met him and he was younger than me. So everything that I was doing, he like didn't really like. So I quit 
doing those things. I quit going out all the time on the weekends. I quit drinking. I quit partying with all my friends because uh, he just didn't really like that stuff. And I thought he was like the greatest thing in the world. Would you change if you could go back? Would you change that? Um, change being with him or change doing how I did change things? like still seeing like true to yourself and like what not true to yourself but like still doing like having your own right to a hundred percent and I think you should be that way no matter what age you are because I lost a lot of friends being that way because it's like I would ditch them and I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be with them I always wanted to be with him and I think that caused us problems in our relationship because we were together all the time right um obviously it's like part of me I I don't I I don't want to change anything because then what if I am not where I'm at today? But I think it's like advice I would give to someone younger or any any age. Like if I wasn't in a relationship right now, I would still try to do those things. You know, make sure you do what you want to do. Make sure you're putting your friends, you know, first as well, not just your significant other. So, right. Um, I almost wish that dating wasn't a thing until you were like 20. Like, I really wish that it was like that. Like, (laughs) take that time when you're young to really find, like, your true friends and find yourself and what you like and become independent. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. My niece is turning 15. And when she – oh, gosh. I would try to tell her all the time, make sure you hang out with your friends. Make sure you're still hanging out with your friends. Don't just hang out with your little boyfriend. Like, because I wouldn't say it, but in my head, I'm like, you're not going to be with him forever. Like, don't ruin a friendship over someone else. Oh, yeah. That's so hard. It's so hard to get lost in it. You know, you get so excited. And young you get wrapped love. Up in it. <laughs> young love. Okay, so um, I kind of met you through this guy that you dated. Yes. So That's how we kind of met. I, again, met him a summer after 11th grade. And I was with him for almost six years. So outside of high school is when I went to LTI, you know, just a real quick recap. If you haven't listened to any of our podcasts, that's where Haley and I met. We both went to school for cosmetology and we, um, so, you know, me and this guy still dating and we were on and off and we definitely had like really rough patches. Like we would break up for a couple months, get back together for, you know, again, almost six years. You and I decided like, Hey, like let's, let's live together. Like we really wanted to live together. Um, This is after LTI. This is when we both started working a job at the salon together. And I feel like, of course, there was so many red flags before that. But the fact that like, I'm 21 years old, and I'm moving out of my parents house, you think I'd want to move in with my boyfriend that I've been with for three years. But I wanted to, you know, move in with my best friend. Um, And if you listen to Haley's episode, our previous episode, Uh, We talked about how we moved in together and my boyfriend at the time who we're talking about brought his friend with him to help us move. And that's when Haley met her boyfriend. So we're still together at this point. And yeah, that's you you met me, you know, at this time is what you were saying. Yeah. Well, technically beauty school, but then obviously more after that, which just to remind everyone, that's eight years ago. Eight years. (laughs) Eight years ago. That's freaking crazy. Especially to like look back look back at everything that's changed and how much much. changed. Whew, that's a lot. Okay. So um so you obviously you broke up like 
um, you spent some time, like, trying to, like, focus on yourself and everything. You had your own little apartment, right? Yeah, so me and him ended up moving. So we lived in this house with you and your boyfriend at the time. It was the four of us. And him and I ended up moving out to to another apartment. And at the time, it's because we thought, like, oh, okay, if we live together and just, you know, just you and I, like, things will get better in our relationship. But it didn't. And I do remember we moved out like in June. I I just I really think it was June for some reason, but I could be wrong. And yeah, we were like broken up by December. And or like even a couple like a month or I think it was like a month before that, just because of memories popping in my head that had to do with like Christmas presents. But anyways, um I a lot of people don't know this, but I remember he actually stayed at his parents for probably two months while we were, you know, quote, still together because we were trying to like figure things out. But in my head, like we were, we were done. We were done months before and Mm -hmm. he didn't do anything like wrong. He didn't do like anything terrible to me. He didn't cheat on me. You know, he wasn't like crazy abusive or anything. We just were high school sweethearts. Like we were together for almost six years at this point we were on and off and we were just taking such different directions in life. And like, I wanted to go another way and he wanted to go this way. And I just knew he wasn't the one for me. So yes. I think you got to the point where you were almost like just kind of bringing out the worst in each other. Yeah. yeah definitely. And it was just time. It was time to close that chapter. For sure. It was definitely hard. I always say it was one of the hardest things I ever, ever had to do because I know that like I broke his heart and that's hard when you're with someone for five years Um, and especially with him not doing anything wrong. It's hard to to do that to somebody, but I did it the best way I possibly could. I mean, we've talked and talked and talked about it and I just, we just basically were like, yeah, you know, we're not for each other Um, and we both moved on and we haven't talked or seen each other since. But I always say, I even say to you, because, like, you cut his hair, I always am like, oh, you know, good for him, or I hope he's doing well. Um, oh, yeah. And I wish him well. It's just, we just were not meant for each other at all. Yeah. And that's and that's okay. That's just kind of what happens in life, you know. And I think that was five years ago, which wow. is crazy. Oh my, oh, my God. I know. That's insane. Um. So after this, you met David. Yeah. So, okay. I broke up with him. We broke off, broke it off. Um, And like I said before, it's like one of those things where we were like broken up for probably three or four months and no one knew. And it's like, cause he was staying at his parents, but I always say like we officially broke up like four months later because that's when he moved all of his stuff out. And I actually moved to another apartment cause I just didn't want to live there anymore. And so I got my own apartment. It's first time I'm actually like ever living on my own. And I just remember like you and I being out with a bunch of friends that we worked with on the weekends or whoever, whether it was just you and I or a bunch of friends and being just with guys in our group of friends and kind of like flirting with them and feeling like, oh my gosh, like I haven't flirted with someone since 11th grade. Like how how do I do this? Like, this kind of feels good. Like, I almost feel like I'm ready to date. But you know, we just broke up like a couple months ago. So I also felt like, because we just broke up because of the world, just knew we broke up a couple months ago, even though it's really been like five months. 
I was almost like ashamed of dating. Like I almost felt like, what are people going to think? Like we were together five years and I'm already out here dating. I mean, it's a small town thing. Um, but once you're mentally done, that's what I mean. Like we were mentally done for at this point, probably six months. And I downloaded Tinder. <laughs> and you baddie. I know. It's so funny because I also remember being embarrassed by that. And I didn't tell anyone. But there's no reason to be embarrassed by it. But I think Tinder was new then. Yeah, Tinder was different then, I feel and like. And I think the reason why I downloaded it was two reasons. One, because I live in this small-ass town. I know everybody. Like, I don't want to date anybody here. And two, like I said, I, I almost felt like guilty dating. Like I felt like everyone was going to me and whatever, whatever. So downloaded Tinder and that's where I met David. <laughs> you, you guys both swiped right? We both right? swiped right. And it's so funny because we always say how crazy it is that both of us were going onto the app to delete it. But he's, he saw he got a notification that we matched so he was like, all right, I'll message her. Like, she's cute. Like, I'll message her. And then if it doesn't work out, I'll delete it. And I was thinking to myself, because I talked to, like, a couple guys, like, just a couple times. And they were all douchebags. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm deleting this app. So I got on it. But there was a message from David. So it's just so funny because we both almost, like, deleted the app. But I'm glad that we did really it. Funny. I, I actually deleted it like a month ago because I'm just so over it. So hard to date, like especially now. It's like especially like because you don't see people in person as much anymore. So it's like people. I swear, got twenty times. I can only imagine. Like I feel like if for some god awful reason David and I broke up, I'm just not dating. I'm just gonna be single for the rest of my life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Just get a couple more. Yeah, just a couple more. It'll be fine. Okay, so um, your relationship with David obviously was a complete opposite than what you're used to. So tell me, like, some of the things that really attracted you to him. So one of the very first things that attracted me to David, other than his looks, I know looks aren't everything, but I did find him very attractive, was his age, which might sound weird. But I, again, was dating someone that was younger than me for five years. All of the guys that I flirted with or talked to were either my age or maybe a year or two older. And when I started talking to David, I knew obviously how old he was. He's six years older than me. But I could tell just by talking with him that he was so mature. And it's like, I was like, yes, like this is exactly what I need in my life. This is exactly what I want in my life. And that was one of the things that right away like attracted um, me to him. But other than that, it was like, I met someone that had a career who has been working in his career for a while. He lived on his own. He's been living on his own for a while. Like, I was just so used to none of that. And he was so different compared to anyone I've ever dated and even my family. And I just, I don't know, I loved it. I felt like I knew that I need someone that I was like, I've never met before. Right. I remember you'd be like, oh my God, he doesn't like me. He never texts me back. I know. I'm like so used to being in a relationship where it's like we text all day long because I'm like yeah. 21, 22 at the time. I think I was 22 when I met David. And and he would like text me like, good morning. And then text me like, yeah, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm like, I haven't talked to you all day. Like, what have you been doing? Um, which right. is so funny looking back at the stuff that, that would bother you. And now I could care less. <laughs> Now you're like, please stop texting me. (laughs) 
not really. We love you, David. But okay, so um, then you obviously your guys's relationship got serious. You moved in together, and um, tell us like what happened after you moved in. Well, together. right before we moved in together, so David and I are dating at. We met in like it was like a couple days before new year's and the reason why i remember that is because i remember one of the first conversations we talked about is he was telling me how he was at a lame new year's eve party but um so we were together almost a year i remember it was december it was right after thanksgiving so i had just met his family for the first time thanksgiving and so we're pretty serious definitely serious like we have told each other we loved each other we started talking about moving in with one another and I it was in December and I remember asking you I think right I asked you to go out to dinner with me or or just it was like after work I was like I need you to like come I need to talk to you and I remember yeah. saying, like, um, like I, my period's late. And you were like, well, what do you mean? Like, how late? And I was like, I don't know, Haley, like, two weeks late. And you are like, what? Like, okay. But that was normal for you yeah, sometimes. So, like, your period was always Yeah, late. I've always – I've had periods in the, before this, you know, in the past. Like, I either just skipped a period. I remember one time I had a period that actually lasted two weeks long. Um, yes. I've had horrible, horrible record of that stuff. That's a whole another episode, but – so I think that mixed with, I was just so on the go busy, like from, from, you know, right before Thanksgiving to this point, I just, it like hit me. I was like, wait a minute, like, wow, I don't, my period's like two weeks late. Like, is this normal? Is it not normal? And you and I decided like, all right, like we need to go get pregnancy tests. And I made you go in and buy them because I was scared. <laughs> and yes. you being the best friend you are, of course you did. <laughs> and we went back to your house And I remember like, okay, what does it say? Like, we got to read the instructions. And I peed in a cup and I dipped them all in the cup. And like right away, they said positive. And every time I tell this story, like my heart is like beating so fast because I know you'll, you just never forget that feeling of like seeing a positive pregnancy test. And I just remember being so scared. And I was like, Haley, no. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, Haley, no. And you're like, yeah, like you're pregnant. And I'm like, we need to go buy more. So I made you go buy more as if like. Yeah, we got the more expensive ones just in yeah, case. And they all said positive. So I was just so shocked and scared because we weren't trying. Um, and it just wasn't obviously something I expected. And I remember going home and, like, being like, all right, like, I have to tell David. Like, I can't wait to to, to tomorrow, like, till I see him in person. Like, I have to call him now, which was probably, like, um, like not a great idea. I don't know. But when something like this happens, like, yeah, how, how do you how keep do that to yourself? So I call him. And I mean, not that I expected him to be like jumping for joy, but he was like, what? Like, no, no. Like, how did this happen? And, you know, I'm like, scared. let's explain yeah, it. David. I remember, <laughs> I actually remember telling him, like, do I have to tell you how this happened? And he was like, no, like, I'm sorry. I just, you know, like we were using protection. And I'm like, I know, like, I'm just as shocked as you, but these things do happen. 
And he came over the next day for us to talk about it more. And I just remember him saying things like, you know, my family's going to disown me. I don't, I don't, I can't tell my parents. Like, how am I going to tell my parents? Like, he was so scared, which he had every right. Don't get me wrong. He had every right to, to feel the way he was feeling because I was feeling it too. I just wish he didn't say like half the things he said to me because it didn't. Yeah, because you're already a mess. Like, you're already. I was scared. Like, I think it, it caused so many thoughts. Like, my first thought was like, what do you mean your family's going to disown you? Like, what kind of people are they? Like, what do you mean? Like, that scared me. Um, and then it, it made me feel like I did something wrong. And I just, you should never mm-hmm. feel that way about having a baby. It's not, a baby's a blessing, always. So, obviously, David and I, you know, fast forward real fast. We have talked about this. And he has apologized to me over and over for the way he reacted. But I definitely forgive him. I understand, like, he was scared. Um, he had every right to feel that way. And he knows everything that I'm saying today on the podcast. Just a disclaimer. David knows everything that I'm going to say. I would never like. <laughs> We're not just talking yeah, no. that shit and thinking he's not going right. to listen. <laughs> so about, I think it was like a week, week and a half. Not too long. Once I found out, I remember it was a Sunday because David was getting ready to go home. We had just had dinner. And he works, he has to get up at like 3am for work. And I lived like 45 minutes away. So it's after dinner and he was getting ready to go home. And I remember like I went to the bathroom and there was like a little bit of like red stuff on like when I wiped and I was like, okay, like, is this normal? Like, I don't know. And I remember like asking you, like telling you and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, who do we ask? And I texted like a couple people that I knew have who have had babies and they both said like that didn't happen to me but I know that it can happen but like you know if you better safe than sorry like go to the emergency room because again it's a Sunday like my uh, OB's office is closed and I remember David being like okay like let's go and I'm like no like you just you go home and he was like no like that's crazy like I'm gonna go with you and I was like no like seriously like you just go home. Like, I'm going to ask Haley to go with me. And I asked you to go. And of course you were like, yes, right away. You're like, I'll go with you. Like, yeah. Cause by this point it was getting bad. Like it was, getting yeah, worse. I kept going to the bathroom and it, it would be like a little more and more. It was more like red than it was like light pink. So I'm like, okay, I better go. So we end up going to the ER, you and I, and David went home which I know he did like felt horrible about, but I, I don't know why I think he had to work really early. Yeah. He had to work, but I know that that's not an excuse. Like he definitely would have came yeah. with me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it was like, I felt bad that he like had to work. I didn't want to make him come with me. And I also like thought to myself, which I don't know, it doesn't even make sense, but okay. If David's not there, like, like everything will be okay. Like, I don't know it's not real like it's not real it's not really happening yeah so you and I go and we go into like the ER entrance and I remember walking up to the little desk and being like um you know I'm like nine or ten weeks pregnant and I'm experiencing bleeding like I don't know what's wrong and like right away my experience there was horrible she just like would look to me she's like okay well what's your name and, like, we gave her, like, my information, and she was like, okay, go sit in the waiting room. And we're like, okay. 
So we go in there and there was only a couple people in there. Again, it's a small town, Sunday night. It's like eight o'clock at night, eight, nine o'clock. There was a couple people in there and I just remember like waiting and waiting and waiting and it felt like forever. And I could just feel so anxious and like thinking to myself, like, what, you know, what is going on? Like I, I read that, that this could be normal. Like, this is fine. Like everything's going to be fine. And I just remember like feeling like cramping and I like stood up and I just remember feeling like all of this blood just pour down my legs. And I looked at you and I just started crying and I was like, Haley, like, I think I'm having a miscarriage and you're like, okay, okay. Like I'm going to go get somebody. And it's like, I'm standing there. I had told these people that I'm pregnant. I told these people that I was experiencing bleeding and I've been sitting in this damn waiting room for 30 minutes. There's people around me. I remember feeling so embarrassed and just at like such a low point. Like it's not somewhere that you want to be. And you, I remember, I'm pretty sure. I think you like knocked on this door this room that like you go in so that they can ask you like while you're there these girls like took me in and they're like okay well what's wrong and like I had to tell them and they're like okay like we're gonna take you back to a room so they took me you and I they let you come with me take me back to this room and they're like okay like a doctor will be in here like you can put a robe on and I remember just like looking at you and being like Haley like I need a pad or something like my leggings are covered in blood like I can't I can't just stand here like this and you're like searching through the drawers and the cabinets and you're like I'm going to tell them like they need to bring you something like I don't know what I would have done if you weren't there because I think I was so I was livid it was awful I was so upset and scared and like in shock Mm -hmm. that like I couldn't speak for myself yeah yeah and I I remember you like you know asking them to go and you know give me like a pad or whatever and they did and then I remember like again it felt like forever went by and they're like okay we're gonna walk you down to get an ultrasound and I'm like okay so we go down there and we're waiting there now for only a couple minutes and the ultrasound tech comes out she was really really sweet and she was like okay like you know come here honey like you can come in this room and I actually remember, like, you weren't allowed to be in there with me, but she let you. I do remember that. Because she had had to turn the screen so that you couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. So she had to do, um, I don't know if this is the correct term. Is it, like, internal ultrasound? Yeah. So she was doing an ultrasound that wasn't on my stomach, is what I'm trying to say. So that was very, very uncomfortable. And I think... I don't know what moment was worse that moment or the moment that I stood up and I could feel myself having like a miscarriage because being in this room, it was so dark and it was cold and it was so quiet. And it's like, I think that's when it hit me that like I was having a miscarriage. So I, I just remember I just started crying and you just Mm -hmm. grabbed my hand and we just sat there in silence and which seemed like forever and the clicking and, and the, the beeping. Clicking, I will never forget beeping, that. And it's like dead silent. Other than that, I just remember laying there crying and like thinking to myself too, like, I wish David was here. Like I, he should have came. Yeah. And I remember, you know, we were done. 
No, didn't you say something about what you felt? Like you felt that yeah, so God said something? I have... Okay, so I believe in God. I've always believed in God. I've just never been like a really like a religious person. And when I was laying there, and it's something that I've never experienced in my life. And it's one of those things that like you hear people say and you don't quite understand what they mean. I remember laying there and it's like I heard God tell me, you're going to be okay, but I have to take your baby now. And I can't explain like how I heard him say that, but I know, like I know that, that God was telling me that. And I know that I felt that. And I know that I heard that at that moment. And like I said before, it was like, that was the moment that I realized like, okay, I'm having a miscarriage. And it's because like God told me. So she's done. She, we get out. She goes, okay, like, you know, take your time cleaning up because of course there's blood everywhere. We go out to the little waiting room and she's like looking around and she's like, did they make you walk here? And I, you were, you were so mad. You were like, yeah, they did. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, they made you walk here. And we were like, yeah. She was like, no. She's like, let me go get you a wheelchair. And I just wanted out of there so bad that I was like, no, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I just want to walk. Like, I just want to walk back to the room. So we walk back to the room. And again, it feels like we waited forever. And this doctor comes in. And when something that, like, came to my mind when you were telling your story last week about how your doctor was just so kind to you. Like none of my experience was kind. Like that lady no. was kind. The ultrasound tech. Yeah. The doctor comes yeah. in and it's like, I just felt as if she was telling me like, oh, okay, well, this is what's wrong. Like you're going to be okay. Like she just was so like. They're like, take ibuprofen yeah. or whatever. Or take pain pills. So she came in and she said when the ultrasound tech was you know, doing your ultrasound, she saw like the sack drop out. So you did have a miscarriage. And at that moment, like it didn't, you know, hit me not until like months later, but it's so mind blowing that it's like, I felt like I heard God tell me like, you're going to be okay, but I have to take your baby now. And then for the doctor to tell me that that's when I like had my miscarriage is crazy. And it's like, I believe yeah. in God. I definitely believe in God now, you know, after that. And I mean, this was, as you can all imagine, like I just said, it was a horrible, horrible experience. Not only is having a miscarriage a horrible experience, but I, that experience was horrible. And it's one of those things where it's like, these people are never going to call me and apologize. So I have to learn how to forgive them in order for me to like move on. I don't think you ever move on from losing a child, but, like, it upsets me so much, like, my experience there, that, like, it's bothered me all these years. So, I, it's something that recently I was, like, if, like, it's gonna hurt me in order for it to not hurt me, like, I have to forgive them. Mm -hmm. But, obviously, like, you take me home. And I remember we stopped at Walmart on the way home and Haley got me like Gatorade, I think. I don't even know. And diapers. And you were just the best friend ever. Um, <laughs> David came over like as soon as he could the next day. And I, I just I just remember it just obviously was very horrible. Everyone I know, everyone and their mother was getting pregnant after this. And I just remember thinking like, 
you know, why me? Like, why? Like, what did I do? And as we kind of like stated in our last episode with Haley's story, like, that's why we decided we wanted to tell our story. We're not looking for pity. We, we want you guys to know that this, this happens and it happens so often and you're not alone and you did nothing wrong. And part of my reason why I want to tell you all my story is because if you have an experience like I did, if you had an experience like I did, I hope you speak up. I really do. That that wasn't okay how I was treated. And I don't wish that upon anyone that is going through something like that. So that's definitely why I wanted to share share that with you guys. It was definitely hard. David and I, we got through it. And about a year later is when we actually started talking about having a baby again. And so we, we planned it out. I remember downloading an app to like track your ovulation and everything. And that's when we got pregnant with Lainey. And I was there living with you. Living with me. (laughs) And I was telling you, I was like that whole week. I was like, Megan, you're pregnant. Megan, you're pregnant. You're like, no, no, I'm just, my period's coming. I'm like, okay. All my symptoms were like period symptoms. And I was like, damn it. Like I'm not pregnant, but I was. Yes. And she's such a blessing, honestly. Like, seriously, I just look at her and I just see so much of you sometimes that I'm like, oh my gosh, she's such a mini you. Oh, so much lately, too. She's so, yeah, she's the best thing that has ever happened to us. Um, So we got pregnant with Lainey and I remember, like, it's not... It's not something where we were like, okay, we want to have a baby, so let's tell everyone we know, like, hey, we're trying for a baby. I, don't, I just feel like people don't really do that. No, I and I feel like you shouldn't. Like, that's your own personal so, business. So, people were definitely shocked um, that we were pregnant. And, unfortunately, like, that's something that I had to deal with while pregnant, and I didn't have the best pregnancy experience because David and I got so much hate and so much judgment. Um, he's he's in the, I guess I could say, like, spotlight. Like, he's in the public eye. So, a lot of people that he worked with would make comments like, like, oh, like, did you guys plan this? And, like, it blows my mind. Like, it blows my mind that that is something you, you think that you can ask somebody. And we almost did this promotion about, like, the gender reveal. And I remember somebody telling David, like, okay, well, you know, just so you know, like, you might, like, get backlash on this because you guys aren't married. And I'm thinking to myself, it's 2019. Like, somebody tell me why this is, this isn't okay. Like, so David comes from, you know, a religious background. And growing up, him and his family... They just always thought and believed in like, okay, you know, I want to meet somebody. I want to fall in love. I want to get married and then have kids. And that's just how they are. And that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that wanting to be how you want to do things. But that might not be how I wanted to do things. That might not be how your neighbor wants to do things. Who are you to judge somebody based on their decisions and I think another reason why it just it hurt me so bad is because I was like like what like 
you know, I'm such a good person. Like David's such a good person. Like we live together. We've been living together. We love each other. Like we're financially stable. Like we want to have a family. Like, why is this so bad? So, but you shouldn't have to defend no. yourself ever. Um, part of me definitely like I'm mad at myself. I really wish I didn't let people get to me. But I think because it was like one person after another, along with like pregnancy hormones, I, I let it get to me. I did. And I was very upset for most of my pregnancy. I didn't take any pictures of myself. I didn't post them. Um, like David didn't post about it either until I was like in labor. Like so many people didn't even know I was pregnant on like David's side of the world um, until I was in labor because he posted like that I was in labor. And it's like, yeah. Of course, I look back at this all and I'm again, I'm all so upset, like mainly with myself, because I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ever going to experience being pregnant again. Like, we don't know if we're going to have another child or not. And I just wanted to cherish every moment. So the reason why I'm saying all of this is because I'm not again, I'm not looking for petty, but whether you are going to be pregnant, like, let's say you're planning on being pregnant, please cherish every moment. Please don't let what anyone says about you bother you. Like, just don't. And then on the other side of things, if you are, if your daughter is getting pregnant, your daughter-in-law, friend, sister, cousin, I don't care who, don't, don't go up to them and ask them if they planned their baby. Like, don't do that. Like, don't make comments. Just be happy for them and give them well wishes. Like, move on your way if you have nothing nice to say. And that kind of ties in with the miscarriage thing, too. I remember getting so angry with the shit that people would say to me. I'm like, just say you're sorry and then don't say anything else Yeah, at like, all. don't try to give me advice. It's no, very, don't. very hard. I would get so angry. Yeah. I always say that becoming a mother is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And th- so much ties into that. Like, when I say that, I'm mainly talking about because, like, Lainey was colic and you know, it's hard to like raise a child. It's hard to raise another human to be a good human. But a lot of it too was, was comments. So it's like, here I am having a bad experience being pregnant because comments are being made to, I remember someone in our family and I'm not going to like name names because I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm not here to throw you under the bus, but I remember someone was like, Oh, you're, your formula feeding that's so expensive and I remember sitting there thinking like that just made me feel like the worst person in the world meanwhile like I struggled so hard to breastfeed because my milk just wouldn't come in and I remember Lainey had to have an in-home nurse come every week to make sure she was weighing enough because she was losing weight because I couldn't feed my child like can you imagine how that made me feel and I know, yeah. I know, I know that this person didn't mean harm. I know that. But it's just not something you say. It's not something you say. You you need more support than anything during that time. I spe- yeah, especially because when this person said this, like, Lainey was two months old. Like, I'm a new mom. It's the first time. And it's like, <laughs> and, and when this person said this, Lainey was going through, like, her witching hour of colic and she's screaming on top of her lungs. So I'm like, I'm going to just go crawl in a hole sure that was such a like a horrible like hard time for you and I'm sure you struggled through a lot during that time but I'm glad like that you got through it and now you can look back on it and you know you just have so much to realize now looking back 
Oh yeah. Like I said um a couple times, I, I'm I'm like more mad at myself that I let these things get to me. Um and the reason why we are sharing all of this is not because we're looking for petty. Like I just I want to share like some struggles. Like mental health is serious and the things you say are very they impact people. So just I'm basically sharing my story to tell y'all to just mm-hmm. like watch what you say seriously just be more mindful especially to new moms or especially to a mom that just lost her baby like mm-hmm. just think about what you say but you know we're here now Lainey is 18 months old and she is seriously the best thing that has ever happened to David and I we say it all the time we still like I make fun of us so much because we are those parents that like start crying over something (laughs) we're like oh my god she's so cute and like we just cry because because she is our rainbow baby like she is she yeah the best thing that ever happened to us so everything's good like um guess what David and I are still not married Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so we're here now we made it we're here I just want to say thank you for sharing your story. I mean, it's not easy to talk about all that stuff, but I feel like it gives our listeners, you know, more of a background and kind of understand when we do bring up topics like in our future uh, episodes and our past episodes, it gives people, you know, more of a realization of what uh, we've been through. Right. I feel like there's been a couple times that like, I kind of wanted to be like, oh, back when, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, well, they don't know about that yet. So I can't really like, right. well, you know, it's hard to like go into a topic when there's a big piece of the puzzle missing. So right. yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. I know it wasn't easy for you too. Um, I kind of feel like I have a weight lifted off my shoulder. Sorry if you hear that. Are you outside? Are you hanging <laughs> no, out your window? this is literally my bedroom. It's so loud living downtown. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they can't hear Lainey. I'm over here talking about how she's an angel. And she's, and she's like, wow. <laughs> oh but I'm so glad that both of us shared our stories. Yes, thank you so much. And obviously this will come out on Thursday, so Stay tuned for next week. Next week. We're going to Nashville soon, too. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm counting down the days. Wait for that podcast. Well, that'll be <laughs> an interesting one. That'll be a fun one. Don't forget to rate this episode. Rate our podcast. Please leave a review and follow us over on our Instagram. It's just tell all podcast. And, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Thank you. Bye. Bye.